0: Start with 7x7 episode 3416 We're getting closer to the start of the High Republic phase 3 in novel form And so I thought I'd continue looking at some of the stories that we have leading up to phase 3 Today considering one called After the Fall by Claudia Gray Punch it! Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7 by 7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So Claudia Gray's High Republic stories have often featured the characters Affy and Leox and Geode piloting the ship, the vessel, they transport cargo for folks. And this story after the fall comes from Tales of Light and Life. It is the collection of short stories that bridges all three phases of High Republic storytelling. This one takes place one day, one week, and one month after the events. Of The Fallen Star, which is Claudia Gray's novel ending wave three or. Same Wave 3 of Phase 1, basically showcasing the destruction of Starlight Beacon, and now she gets to write the story of what happens next. We are in full spoiler territory as we talk about this, because, hey, it's been out for a while. One of the things that comes up is that now as we start to get into the period after the fall of Starlight Beacon, we get to start talking about survivors, and we touched on that a little bit when we were talking about the Phase 3 story in Star Wars Insider Magazine not too long ago, with uh, Joss and Pika Adrin, who had been fixtures in the phase one short stories being in phase three short stories so we knew they survived but you actually get to see them in After the Fall and so that was I guess the first indicator that they had necessarily survived unless I'm just not remembering the fallen star which is entirely possible and additionally there's another character named Valco who was an administrator on Starlight Beacon and another character from the short stories that had appeared in Phase 1 of High Republic Storytelling so uh, Velko Jahan so yeah it's really kind of fascinating to see these characters from other Storytelling medium is being pulled into Star Wars High Republic storytelling in this collection. Now, you don't necessarily have to have read a lot of the stories involving Afi and Leox and Geo to understand what goes on in this one, although it does seem to help because Afi's backstory with being a part of this thing called the Bind Guild and how there were indentured people involved in it until Afi busted up the guild by getting her mother thrown in jail, her adoptive mother, and the Bind Guild kind of disintegrating after that. Knowing that backstory gives you a little more weight if you are you know, able to have it, because in this story, Afi basically figures out that there is a way for the guild to come back and help each other, or at least members of the guild help each other, but without doing all that whole slavery thing. Meanwhile, there's discussion of this Nile Stormwall that's gone up, which is a systems-long boundary keeping Nile space separate from the rest of the galaxy, and according to the storytelling, it is a more savage boundary than anything that anyone remembered, like going back to times of ancient Sith Wars, so yeah, we still have a lot more to learn about this whole Stormwall business. And we also find out that Markeon Rowe has said that anybody who tries to use hyperspace to go into Nile territory will be destroyed. And it's hard to know if that's just a don't enter our territory thing or if it's a, hey, we have control of hyperspace and we can do things like the great hyperspace disaster so you won't even get out of hyperspace. We'll just sense it and get destroyed. So, you know, that threat is really freaking crazy. It's also really interesting to have this perspective on Iram that we do now that we've gone through phase two of High Republic storytelling, because so much of that was focused on what went on with Iram and Arino. and so now seeing Iram and seeing the aftermath with Stellan Geos managing to steer Starlight Beacon into a <laughs> semi-uncontrolled descent into the ocean rather than crashing onto land, you know, there's still damage, but it's definitely not as bad as it could have been. And thinking about what it had been like 150 years later and now thinking about it with the wreckage of Starlight Beacon in its oceans, yeah, definitely uh, another fascinating aspect of this story. The only thing I was just kind of on the fence a little bit about was the stuff with Geode. So if you have read any of Claudia Gray's stories or geode features, you know that there's a lot of comedic stuff that she does with that like how he is apparently an incorrigible flirt and so there was a point in time where Joss and Pika Adren like Joss was a little bit like wary of Geode because Geode would flirt with Pika somehow and of course Geode is a giant rock creature for all intents and purposes for ease of discussion so yeah it's just weird stuff like that and Claudia Gray has a lot of fun with it she does really well however in this particular story there are a couple of places where That talk about geode is put to a different effect, and I'm so used to it being comedic and it's not in a comedic place. Like, for example, when Affy is just feeling terrible about what happened to Starlight Beacon in the beginning, like there's a bit about how Geo's wordless sorrow seemed more eloquent than anything Affy could say. And it's not that I necessarily think of Geo as comic relief per se as a character, but it has felt like Claudia Gray has utilized him as comic relief so much, in my head at least, that that one kind of felt like, Oh, man, like, it's kind of funny, but it's also kind of not. So, I don't know, that one could be a just me. It's not saying that it's not well written and executed. It was just like, I guess, kind of a (laughs) too soon moment, maybe. But it's a gentle story overall, and Leox has some great Matthew McConaughey-style perspective on things. So, yeah, I enjoyed it overall. It's After the Fall by Claudia Gray. It's the fifth of nine short stories in the main version or the fifth of ten if you're getting the Barnes and Noble version of Tales in Light and Life and that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items, are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, Other their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do